Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode on whichever platform that you listen, we want to thank our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on those platforms. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. If you want to try some of Angelo's award-winning pizza beyond what you get at our shows or any of their other amazing dishes, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY. As we've discussed previously, they made those incredible D'Lo Brown special edition bobblehead pins that maybe you grabbed at uh, Bobblehead Night, as it were. They make so many other things as well. Uh, They do a great job with pins, but also t-shirts and a variety of other items. So check out Pollyanna DIY. Thanks to SmartMark Video for being there to record all of our live events so that you can watch it back, whether you were there or maybe you're watching it for the first time. Download the MP4 or purchase the DVD from SmartMarkVideo.com. And while we talk about things like streaming, thanks to IndependentWrestling.tv, if you want to watch some of the old AIW archives, grab a subscription to independentwrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE and get yourself a free 20-day trial to not only watch AIW, but plenty of other fantastic independent wrestling promotions. If you want to see the uh, aforementioned uh, pr- couple weeks ago, uh, Dick Justice Bachelor Party, that has pre- been uh, recently added on there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, how about then? Tell you what, I could, uh, you know, pass me over a slice of that Angelo's because I have been pounding away at these Bud Lights that you just do not drink in this basement fridge. <laughs> I don't drink beer at all. Those are literally here for you Fun guys. Fun fact about Steve Guy. Yeah. Uh, guy he, facts. He's got a uh, hops allergy. There you uh, go. I forgot about that, yeah. John Thorne's got my back. Uh, also added recently, Absolution 10, the most expensive uh, main event in AIW history. That was uh, my first legitimate uh, logistics job I ever got in AIW. Uh, an amazing five-on-five, 10-man five, uh, tag match there. Worldwide had to drive Vader that day. He did. Nightmare. Yeah. R.I.P. Rest in hell, Vader. Yeah, piss. Rest in piss. Uh, you know his giant baby man oh, oh, smelled terrible. He got stiffed. Well, since you heard the voices, let's get into this week's episode. We are joined by Dr. Dan DCR, Alex Worldwide Keller, as always, AIW owner. The uh, oh, I didn't say it last week, but what is it? The uh, local local show, Big Shot. Yes, sir, John That's Thorne. Me. Uh, my name is Steve shot. Guy, your moderator of sorts. Before, uh, I mean, I know it's a few weeks, but you know, we didn't really address that whole situation. And what I'll say <laughs> is, uh, a couple weeks ago, I let the world know that this promotion uh, that has attempted to run events in Cleveland various times uh, and not paid wor- wrestlers and ripped people off, and I believe announced shows and canceled them without refunding fans. Uh, they announced a show in the UXWA venue, um, trying to kind of steal the venue away or whatever. And they've tried to run shows there in the past. And, uh, you know, they've had so many problems and there's rumors of, uh, you know, their, uh, businesses being seized by the government and, uh, they're moving around and overall shady characters. Uh, and I, you know, I was bored and I saw this and I decided to say, Hey, uh, 
do not support this event because yeah, you, you had something of a cold and you were just bored on the couch. Yeah, I've, I I was battling the cold for like a week and I was I was feeling some kind of way. This week, Tell but uh, you know the the main purpose of that is, you know I've seen the ebbs and flows of the independent wrestling scene in Cleveland, Ohio, and you know one bad apple does ruin the bunch, sure. and uh, you know a lot of people do. You know, and this does not apply to the faithful AIW fan base, but more the like Joe Public, like, hey, I'm going to see what this is all about. Person, he's a wrestler at work. Yeah, like Fairweather fan. Just like, hey, like, what is this? I'm going to go to this, and uh, they will just make this blanket judgment that. Whatever this show is is also this show and so on and so on. If it's so not on. WWE, it's dog well, shit. Yeah. Case in well, point. Well, no, it's just like I went to this one independent show and it was this fucking atrocious, you know, like awful experience. So they're going to assume every independent wrestling show is that same thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just I've I've seen the way that it kills the town. And sure. Uh, you know, I saw that these guys were coming back and. Um, you know, Razor Sharp was a little upset ab- about this uh, snake in his venue. Rightfully so. And you know, I I had to I had to stick up for the Razor Man a little bit. And but it's more about sticking up for the scene. And you know, like even UXWA is an example of UXWA was fucking real bad. And you know, borderline and not even borderline. It was an embarrassment before Razor Sharp and us came to an agreement to where. It was going to be somewhat of a developmental sort of thing for AIW, and he was going to give. We were going to put our students in there that knew how to wrestle because before it was guys that were literally just like Barely the guy that worked at fucking Walmart as the cashier that never wrestled before and went and bought some camo pants. It and now was he's a wrestler handy, though in that era when we were coming in because that was like so many less hands to shake. Well, yeah, I mean, that was good, but uh, <laughs> wow, silver so, linings, right? The more the more fucking like proper workers there are on a show, the more hands you gotta shake. I love the uh, handshake, uh, brother. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy the handshake too. I'm not worried about getting a cold like some little undercut ass bitch, but um, wow. yeah, I don't fucking. Wanna, I, I I live with colds, brother. But also working like a shindy show, some shindy guys, you don't have to fucking shake their hands because they're not fucking don't. shit to you. Well, see me like I I feel everyone needs to come and shake my hand. Maybe this is where the local big shot comes in, but uh, you know, you're not shaking just like some. I'm not going. Hand. I'm not going out of my way to shake somebody's hand. You know, unless I make the handshake train, but like it's unless much it's Vince, on shows you know, like unless it's Vince McMahon. You know, you like hurry up to Big Vince and you're shaking his hand. Yeah, like have I have I. No, are you no, going to? It said oh. that's what you do in the oh. situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Vince shared shared a shared a handshake once, but um, you're that's, that's, somebody a, else that's another hand. story for another day. Decent point with this promotion. These are the same people who, when we thought they were gone, were promoting that not only had they booked Eric Bischoff, but that he was about to be a new owner and an investor, an investor in their promotion. So much to the point that Eric Bischoff said, had, "What are you talking about?" Had to go on social media and set the record straight. I don't know that I'm which buying also the set place. the wheels turning in my head. That anytime anyone wants to like you know attack a promotion for unfair business practices or monopoly or anything like that, they just claim, "Oh, that's all storyline, pal." Yeah, that's well, all story. Well, and plus, they, they were one of the companies running that venue that we ran a couple times in the spring, where yeah, I had the a Parma little, venue. The, the Parma yeah. venue. They, right? they actually. So, and this was another reason that made me upset because 
they had ripped that place off. Uh, I believe wrote them a bad check, and um, you know that's why when we were without a venue because of Mount Carmel, which they also try to get in on, right? Um, and uh, you know it's it 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 poisons the well. So you know yeah. and like you know we have to go in and we have to like. You know, I should never have to go in and say, like, hey, this is what I do for a real job and, like, have to, like, I have to, like, almost um, validate, validate, like, my character to these places because they deal with these, like, companies that rip them off, write bad checks. Yeah. So, you know, now here's Razor Sharp. He has this good relationship going with this building in Brooklyn. Well, if these people come in and write a bad check, they're just going to say, no, we're done with the whole wrestling thing. Because these people went in and they dropped Razor Sharp's name and did all these things to, you know, get them to agree to the rental. So anyway, uh, I decided to just say, hey, this is what these people are like. Don't support it. You know, because if you don't support it, they're not going to run any more shows. Right. And it turned into, like, them going, like, ha-ha, thanks for the publicity and, like, uh, all this other stuff. And then this, like, just, like the densest person I've ever dealt with. <laughs> this guy that was telling people he's the promoter, just arguing back and forth. With- he was on Facebook, intellect levels, trying to deal with Twitter, and <laughs> never going to work. And I was, he was like, he was just like, I never said I'm the owner. I said I'm the promoter. And like, he was like sending me like Webster's Dictionary, like definitions of what a promoter is. And I was like, in wrestling, when you say you're the promoter, that means you are the guy. Also, yeah. fix your fucking beard, man. And it's like, Sorry, that's not in the fucking dictionary. You know what I mean? And uh, he just went back and forth. He's like, I just do social media. I can't believe you have time for this. Like, he's like, don't you? He's like, I have better things to do. And he's like, I just promote them on social media. And it's just like, well, if you're the social media guy, like, you understand that it takes one second to send a tweet. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) hey, uh, he was in line for some taproot tickets, you know. (laughs) So, like, it turned into this whole big thing and where he was like, I, like, because it was going on from the AIW count, and like I think he was like trying to scare me, and he was like, "I see you walking around the, the local shows like a big shot, John," and uh, I was like, "Oh, big secret, you know my fucking name." Like uh, I didn't know that it was like it was a secret. It's not like there's a podcast every week where we say, hey, or John. your Twitter name isn't John Thorne AIW, right? And I was just like, uh, "Okay, Michael," like. <laughs> And it just like went on and doing this, dirty. The good name of Michael. Yeah, this guy just kept going on and on and on. Shouts the youngest Keller in Japan right now. And uh, he just said, For "I rugby. got." He's like, "I got something better to do." And I was like, "Okay, well that does." I was like, "If none of these things are true, nobody's going to believe what we say." And, right. Uh, then like wrestlers are sending me screenshots of their of their checks that bounced well, and all this other stuff. That one of the guys who was their champion and tried to stand by their side for a decent amount of time is someone who formerly had worked for this company at one point, and even he finally caved Hold over up. a year ago and said, these guys owe me money, and I know that they owe all these other people this up money. Real quick. Who the fuck is taking... Like, unless the WWE is writing you a check, what fucking wrestling promoter are you taking a check from? You're either taking that shit through PayPal, fucking Cash App, Tower Scan, if you're interested... All right, okay. so this is going to we're probably going to cash. We're going to get cash. The, we're going to get the absolution another day cuz this is going to this has already taken over as <laughs> but, as yeah, an episode. Like who the fuck are you taking a check from? Uh so from my understanding is they presented themselves as a charity. Yes. As if they were a nonprofit charitable organization. 
for a football team, I don't believe that exists. Uh, what kind of football team? Like a semi-pro like team. Yeah, yeah this is what like there's it's, so many layers to this story. It's wild. The whole name I, comes from an organization that has existed for years and years and years. And you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not trying to catch a defamation of character uh, lawsuit like I was allegedly, with, allegedly, like parody. I was threatened with on Twitter. These are just straight facts. Uh, parody. So anyway, like there are like. <laughs> there's like a charity and like they're paying people via check and uh you know these checks aren't clearing and you know they did a few shows here and there and like there was always instances and um you know it, it, my guess this is not proven my guess is this is some sort of tax scheme because these people were business owners of another business that was recently seized by the government uh, Were they in charge of <laughs> children? Yes, and uh, this government came in and seized the came in and seized the company. Uh, so, you know, these people are involved in some shady shit, and uh, and that's massively fucked up because childcare and fucking daycare is so fucking expensive in this country, and like fucking fucks so many people out of money, so that like fucking shysters like this fucking want to like try to fuck people. Yeah. Yeah, well, and like, the, like a there. weird fact of this whole thing is like, me and Dom were on the first show, and as soon as the show like started, and there was seven people in the crowd, we looked at each other and said, the roster of people that are here, and like the whole situation surrounding it, we looked at each other and went, this ain't lasting very long at all. Yeah, so it's taxes it's, are a hell of a get, drug. Did you get paid that show? We did. They actually did forget how much they paid us. They oh. actually gave us like what like oh, they double half. Paid? They half gave us half of what we were supposed to get, so I had to make that awkward conversation of, "Hey, uh, you're supposed to give us this." They did give it give it to us in cash, so we didn't get a check then. Yeah, so it eventually evolved into these checks and these different things, and um, <laughs> you know, fans have sent me messages about how, um, just as time went on, and I believe that the money was drying up from the other business that they were taking it from. Yeah, uh, money problems started happening, and. Uh, shows, you know, uh, they only ran a handful of shows, but shows started running late, and, um, you know, f fans are just saying what an awful experience it is, and, you know, that sort of thing, you know, when you book a name, like, let's, they booked Eric Bischoff, okay, with this whole ruse that Eric Bischoff is investing in this business, and um, he is, you know, uh, they presented it as if Eric Bischoff is investing in this local Cleveland business, and, right. um, which is, you know, everyone knows that this is fake uh, with, from within the industry. But from without the industry, it gets picked up like wildfire. And then that kind of creates this false narrative to a local ticket buyer that goes, whoa, what's this all about? You yeah, know? I remember Eric Bischoff. And... Uh, then they go and the the presentation is awful. They have a bad experience, and then did Eric Bischoff even come in for that show? He did. Yeah. Okay, but I heard that there was like a whole issue with his money and things like that, and it started late because he once he saw what it was like, he wanted to get it up front before they started, you know, and sure. stuff like that. So anyway, you know, it 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 turns into this whole thing, and we could really this could just be an episode about um. You know, not only these guys, but just local yeah, scenes practices. in general. Because, you know, I know one of the questions that was submitted a few weeks ago when we did the um, 
Q&A. The Q&A was, you know, is there such a thing as too many wrestling promotions? There was, yeah. That's right. In in one area. And, you know, that, that really depends on the area. But I would say nine times out of ten, yes, there are too many wrestling promotions in one area because it gets so easy to run a show and not not have any sort of accountability. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this, um, but a few weeks ago there was this viral thing going around um, about this show in Detroit. Uh, I don't know what it was called, but essentially the promoter tries to run out of the front door with the gate. Oh, and I had the, no idea about this. And the wrestlers stop him. Damn. And, uh, you know, like, they refused to let him leave. Yeah. And it's, the whole thing was videotaped by fans, and, like, the wrestlers take over take over the show. And, uh, you know, I know DBA was, was one of the guys that got on the microphone and said, no, like, we're, <laughs> we want our money, you know? Oh, no, and, DBA? Woo! And, uh... You don't want that smoke. No. And it turns into this whole big thing, and stuff like that, can ruin an entire scene. Sure. Like And <clears throat> you want to call me a local fucking big shot or whatever the fuck you want to call me, that's fine. But I'm going to do what I can to protect what I have invested my fucking life into uh, creating a proper wrestling scene in the city of Cleveland. And that d- might not mean something to a lot of people, but to me it means a lot because, you know, I remember the days were like, fuck, we sold... 20 pre-sale this is going to be a good night you know what i mean like that that's the kind of stuff that was going on you know at certain points and there's a flip side of that coin because uh, actually last night i was at the bar and um you know working and i had some wrestling on the tv i'm really glad that you uh made that differentiation of people working yeah oh yeah i'm not working tonight i had to call <laughs> off i don't remember the fuck many that is but either way um, and this one guy, he's like, you know, just like some like older punk dude. He saw the wrestling on the TV and he started gassing up like all of his like weird biker punk like friends, like, you know, about, oh yeah, one time I fucking like, you know, it had to be like five, six years ago. I saw a show in the Kmart parking lot on West 65th fucking, it was ridiculous. Like they were just all laughing about it and it was a free show. And that guy has never like paid for it. Like he, and he remembers it fondly. But he would also, he saw that shit for free, and he would never, like, go see an actual paid wrestling show in his life. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's another And that's, thing. like, another side of the coin. Right, because, you know, and that was a, I, I know we kind of graze over it a lot on this podcast, but, like, what I refer to as, like, the Cleveland Wrestling Wars era, uh, like, 2007, you know, in a few years following that, um, you know, uh, that's that's what was going on. I remember getting in physical altercations because other promotions were handing out free tickets outside of WWE events to try to get some sort of market share. And I said, no, you fucking idiots. Like, you don't understand. If you give it to them for free, they're not going to pay for me or you ever. You know, like they're gonna come one time and be like, "Oh, this is cool," and I mean, they never that, come going back. back to Eric Bischoff. That was his thing with uh, fucking WCW live events when he was like taking it fucking over, like fucking like they were like papering the shit out of their like arena shows, and he's like, "No, fuck it, we'll just like do it for free in the fucking 
goddamn Disney or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's di- that's different, you know what I mean? Yeah, but still they were giving it away for free basically like in any given market like you know just for like arena shows. And he's like people need to start fucking paying for this shit. Yeah, and it's like so that's why I just you know, I usually don't comment on the other local wrestling promotions because like, you know, I, and I don't also not bringing in names. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't agree with probably any of the other companies that run in this area and Some people may say that that's wrong or whatever, but, like, it's not your money. You know what I mean? Like, it's my money that I put up all the time, so I'm going to do what I can to protect and make AIW continue to run. And what hurts that is all these other little companies that pop up because if they provide a bad experience, that has a domino effect to AIW. No matter what, we could be blowing them out of the water. It doesn't matter because you always want to grow the fan base and if it becomes impossible to grow once you get these kind of bad apples or whatever you want to call them like mixed in to the batch yeah. and uh the family of four ain't gonna come to the aiw show because they went and saw a local one they saw for a flyer in drug mart and then right they don't come and <laughs> you know it's gonna be cheaper or whatever and um, you know, that's another thing is like you get what you pay for too, you know. But this it's it's worth noting that even though you know, there there are even smaller promotions who do these things, we haven't really commented on them and you haven't talked about them via social media because they didn't evoke such an emotion out of you because they at the very least to our knowledge haven't scammed people, whether it's owing wrestlers money or it's just local guys beating owing, the shit out of each other. Owing people sucking. money. I mean, there's there's issues, and there's, like, some really dark issues with some other companies around here. You know what I mean? Sure. But uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's uh, the accusations that could arise amongst some bookers in the area are not, it's, it's not my story to tell. It is somebody that experienced that. Yeah. To be able to tell that. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, it's all hearsay as far as I'm concerned. Right. But with this, you know, with this company in, in, um, you know, in question that I was, you know, arguing with on Twitter recently, there is so much hard evidence going on about yeah. it, you know, and like, it's just, you know, that they're going to do something wrong and it's so, you know, it's not like it's, you know, in... Lorraine or somewhere outside of the general AIW kind of reach, you know, it's fucking Brooklyn, Ohio, like west side of Cleveland, like 10 minutes from the Odeon. Yeah. Parma, on and on. Yeah, and Parma. The you stone's know. throw from the training school. It's like right, right there. So it's like a lot of that can be misinterpreted by somebody that, you know, and like that's the thing is like I love the fucking hardcore AIW fans and like they're very passionate, but what they have to also realize is, is there's a lot of not passionate AW fans or wrestling fans out there, you know, that don't necessarily know the difference in any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, and and again, to your point, like they're running in the same venue as UXWA, which everybody, for the most part, like the hardcore fans and everything, know is affiliated with AIW. So right. like that's even just another level and another step. And, and like, once I kind of put my stamp of approval on, we're gonna help with the UXWA. Like I take, you know, pride in helping that. You know, so yeah. it's like you you can't be coming in here and ruining that relationship that 
has been built up with this venue because we've already had to clean up their mess at that Parma venue that we went to. And I think that's part of the reason why they kicked us out was because we were paying them, we were cleaning, we were doing everything they wanted, but they had such a bad taste in their mouth from the previous experience. They just went, we just, you know what, like we want a lot of money now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, or else you guys have to go. And what they wanted was far too mu- far too much for that venue you know what i mean but i think they were trying to recoup the fact that they had been ripped off previously and uh you know this sort of thing ha- happens in every city in america with wrestling there's just guys that decide like hey i want to be a promoter and it doesn't go well you know i know there was an incident this is one of biggin's favorite stories was I don't know how we got involved with this show, but we went to this show in somewhere in the Akron area, I believe, and Heidenreich was booked, and me and Biggins did live commentary over this event, and there was, I mean, 13 people in this gigantic, like, soccer thing, and uh, Heidenreich walked in. Every seat's a good one. He walked in. He saw, uh, he saw the people there. He asked for his money. The guy didn't have the money. He grabbed the cash box and he got <laughs> his, he got in his car and he left. And then other wrestlers from out of town that were on the show, uh, once they realized they were not getting paid, they didn't let the promoter leave, and they put him in their car and they drove to the gas station and they made him put gas in their car <laughs> because they knew that that was the best that they could get, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, so much harder with uh, wrestling, too, compared to other entertainment mediums. Because, like, for example, with, like, music, like, there's a much broader, like, swath of the general population that listens to music. And, like, you know, so then, like, fucking, like, a bar or, like, you know, a venue is more willing to let music happen there. Well, and the thing with versus wrestling, like, it's a smaller fucking niche of people that understand it or give a fuck about (coughs) it. Or, like, the people that don't think it's, like, quote-unquote wrestling. Like, that that's what the majority of people think, too, I believe. Oh, like, well, general population. The thing about music, too, that's different is, is, like, there's only, for the most part, so many places that you can even have wrestling a show. Yet. No, like, like, a, like a music show. Like, no, if, music could happen in, like, tiny-ass bars. I know it can, like, in your world. What I'm saying, like, the majority of general public music, yeah. you're going to see it in a... But I'm saying it's like more widely accepted as oh this is a thing that can happen. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is is like it's you're gonna see music for the most part in these select places mostly. Mm. But a wrestling show can happen virtually anywhere with a roof that you can convince somebody, hey, I want to have a wrestling show. I'm saying it's more broad with music, which is why it's a harder fucking road to Uh, hoe with wrestling. I think it's, I think the the types of places that you could convince somebody to have a wrestling show at is broader however it is harder to convince them to say like hey i want to do this here you know like um there's venues and i shit you not that i went to as a fan in 1999 and i will call them every time that we have like a venue issue yeah and i know like because i I start thinking like where did i see wrestling when i was a you know a, a fan and they will say, like, nope, the exit sign was broken by JT Lightning or somebody on this date in 1999, and 
we will not allow it. And it's tw- literally 20 years. They still remember that and they say, no, we, we will not allow wrestling. And that's why it's so hard to find venues in Cleveland because there have been so many of these like one-off startup companies and they rip, they rip off the building or whatever else. I could tell you that there have been a lot of shitty comedy shows ran at bars throughout the Cleveland area that have virtually done the same thing where it's, it's very, you know, in conversations we talk all the time, similarities between comedy and wrestling and they have decided nope we don't want any part yeah, of this comedy thing anymore comedy. and in the uh, ass. Oh, oh, spiking the levels it's, it's not i'm sorry it's this not wrist for, right here is very mad at stand-up comedy it's not for everyone yeah uh, it fucking isn't but in a, in a similar fashion because you get somebody who's on stage and it's just an open mic and they feel like even though it's an open mic in a bar a Bar patrons should be paying attention to them, even though he had no clue they were walking in on an open mic. And next thing you know, they're getting cussed out by some comic who thinks that they're fucking Bill Burr or somebody on stage. And the bar's like, nope, we're not going to have that here anymore because... I said it recently. Um, Fucking stand-up comedians, the ones that really go for it, are fucking very damaged in the brain and just rotten in their brains because you have to use your brain a lot. And uh, pro wrestlers are the same, only we beat the shit out of our bodies. Yeah, stand-up comedy is dog shit. I hate stand-up comedy shows. I'm very upset with stand-up comedy shows. I will one day fucking figure out. But what's, yeah, what's the, I, 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 this seems to be a worldwide episode. Yeah, it's no, fucking, like, what's, no, my it's his anger over uh, now that's class doing like an open mic. an open mic where I had to beat the shit out of a Once guy. A month. And my wrist has been fucked Did up you for have two to beat months the shit now. Out of the guy? This, yeah, that's that's the problem is you don't have to beat the shit out of somebody. You just like, I was worried. You security threat. You care about the dumbest shit. Yeah, that is not true. You care about the dumbest shit. You were mad that the guy was saying fucking uh, something about politics, and you fucking fought him. No, that is not true. That is true. That, that sounds all likely. right. It was medium true. But that sounds like he's never coming back to that bar, and he knows he's not safe in that space. But he knows he's not safe in that space. You're a security guard. Your job is to keep everyone in that well, space safe. Well, he was safe. threatening everyone and yelling about how many licensed and unlicensed guns he had. I had a fucking fork in my pocket. What was I supposed to do? Uh, do ha- your job. He didn't have a gun with him. Well, he didn't say that he didn't have a gun with him. Oh, my God. God. I'm going to beat the shit out of the guy that was arguing with him soon enough, too. So, fucking, that's a whole other story. One day, one day I, I, I regret to inform you that you were going to face... Consequences of <laughs> yeah. uh, ass- like assaulting people. That's it's fine. It's alleged. It's not alleged. He just said he did it. <laughs> well, it's alleged parody, etc. But uh... <laughs> parody. Jesus. But either way, yeah. No, stand-up comedy. We don't have to have a whole episode on stand-up. There's a the point fucking is a- goddamn no. It's like so. I've like you know, I've gotten the Legos and the bottle caps. And the gigs and the fucking glass and all sorts of shit. Stand up comedy is the most brutalizing thing that you can do to yourself. I would I double dog dare you. You did a fucking no rope barbed wire match. I dare you to do some stand up comedy. I'm not that funny. Yeah, well fucking I dare you to do some stand up comedy. It fucking is like the most heart wrenching, terrible thing you can do to yourself. Spill more of a slap. So you guys are fucking guy. psycho. Uh there are bodies somewhere in this basement because stand-up comedy is horrifying. Okay. All right. I, that, anyway. That took a, that took a strange turn. turn. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still just really bitter because uh, I did. Uh, I never did stand up comedy, but you know this is kind of a, another weird little uh, sidebar. Uh, I found this hard drive from Biggin's computer that had like just random stuff on it, and there's footage that I totally forgot happened of me and Drew Cordero from Beyond Wrestling. We were booked to participate in the Jim Rose Circus at what? Now That's Class as like <laughs> crowd plants and uh it is weird footage. Uh Jim Rose like it sounds he, like some Patreon shit. Yeah, I might put it on Patreon actually. You gotta put that rad fucker side on Patreon. He too. was uh I forgot that I have that. He was Jim Rose like did something this, else you gotta put on Patreon too. Yeah we'll we'll get there. Yeah. Uh Jesus. He like did like Lollapalooza or something in the nineties, right? Like uh, he did this like weird freak show fucking circus act. Okay. And like he was touring, and he what he does is like he books just local independent wrestlers to be like his act in whatever city he's in. Huh. And somehow me and Drew Cordero got booked as like these crowd plants or whatever. And like he hits me on the head a bunch of times with a frying pan, and like Drew Cordero has to smash like a fucking can of soup on his fingers or something. It's so weird. And huh. I. It happened at Now That's Class. That's fucking wild. Uh, but yeah, that was like a weird little side thing that I just recalled when he was talking about performing at Now That's Class. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, I performed at Now That's Class with a circus. Um, might be a dating game show coming up there at Now That's Class pretty soon. Well. Okay. I might be The Bachelor. Oh, God. My, my apologies for making that such a weird turn. I was just trying to be. Empathetic to like, yeah, the comedy world. The, well, no, because at the, the end of the uh, day, fucking world. like, you know, there's music which, like, as I was pointing out, like, you know, has much more of a reach. Like, you can put like, you know, like a shitty like bar band in any fucking bar, you know, drummer, fucking bass player, a guitar player, singer, and then like wrestling, you need a slightly larger venue, and then you brought in the fucking stand up comedy, which technically needs an even smaller space, but needs an even bigger space because just. The fucking horrible psychic fucking well, I think mutations. The difference Reel it in, man. Reel from it in. those open micers. Just the, the just difference. Relax. Look at Thorne's face right now. It's, absolutely it's the priceless. darkest fucking shit you can ever like fucking subject yourself I love to. Especially comedy. if you fucking like. No, he just hates it because it. the guy fucking. Like, no, that. no, it's not the guy. This was not a comedian. Was talking about his right to bear arms and uh, worldwide yeah, well, got I mad. Bare ass arms, and he found out all fucking about him allegedly. That's good to know that the security guard I think might the just beat the shit out of you. The difference, why music doesn't fit into this stuff too, is because music has so many different genres and categories. Oh, if comedy somebody, doesn't have those. Not to the extent like you you hear stand up comedy and you're immediately going to think of whatever you want to. So if you're a bar owner and you had an open mic and it went terrible, you're not going to do it again. If you booked wrestling once and it went terrible, you're not going to do it again. If I'm yeah, but guys also give up on music. But what I'm, I'm say, what I'm the saying point is, I was making was that music, like fucking, like has a broader reach than comedy or fucking. Yes, wrestling. it does, especially because of all. Like so that's what I'm saying. You I'm could agreeing. bring in like a K-pop band and then like yeah. bring well, in some other random. I act could, I like I don't know. We had this band called than... Ratfucker here once, and the guy blood all over. I don't want to do it again. And then I'm like, oh well, we're a Sinatra style band. Oh well, that does sound nice for my customers. Exactly. And you have Versus, music like, again. You don't have that fucking like you know like level of like fucking like. Well, no, we're a good independent wrestling company. Exactly. Yeah, you can't, exactly. You, you, you can't, can't fucking that. hit them with that, which is no, what I was saying and, with and the whole music. The thing. It's like it's so difficult. Like when like Thorne and I went and talked to a different couple different venues, like trying to explain like the difference between like okay, yeah, you saw this, but like here's these pictures. Let me pull out my computer. They're like, so that's you. a lot of people there for 
that dumb shit. Yeah, and like you have to. Like, Do you like beer sales? You okay, have to. Here you, we go. You really have to sell yourself because of all these bad experiences. Or like you said, you know, the guy drove by the Kmart. Okay, there used to be shows like every Sunday at this fucking Kmart on West 65th Street. It, it was totally free. It, like, yeah. Uh, and they would just bleed everywhere, and it would be like, you know, Jim from the gas station is wrestling. And, uh, you know, they would just set up shows like in the middle of the ghetto. You know what I mean? And just well, be like, there's wrestling in the middle of the street here. You know? We talked about this when. Uh, Which some people had- enjoyed on like an ironic or like visceral, real level. But then the concept of having to actually pay for that right. yeah. is a whole other fucking You step. never, you can never. And like I said, you can never convince somebody like, we're not that. Unless they're. We're not that. Or like, if we are that. And you enjoyed that, you should pay it's for that. It's pulling teeth to get it done. It's, it's the get same struggle when the Goldsteins were on and they were hosting the episode. We talked about it. It's the same struggle with getting sponsorships. And at the same time, not only is it venues with some of these terrible promotions, but it's a sponsor thing, too. They sour you with so many different things because we've seen them. Like, we've looked at stuff like, how the hell did they get money for that? Because they just bombard people and bombard people. And then those people give them money and then like, oh. It doesn't work out and that's it. This is what we gave money for? Or sometimes they just fake the sponsorships. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. So that's a thing that happens locally too, you know? But that also then pisses people off. Yeah. And, you know, that turns into a whole fucking thing. And, uh, you know, like the whole thing about the guy calling me like a big shot, like if you want to call me a big shot, that's fine. But like... uh, I think that uh, I'm pretty fucking approachable by anybody. I mean, in defense of the Big Shot thing, I've never seen anyone matter about having to pay $5 to go see a uh, rock concert. But <laughs> Well, when you're performing, I should definitely be on the guest list. Well, yeah. <laughs> but still, I haven't paid for anything in fucking 12 years. Or yeah. go there and not get you know cups of beer and... Drinks thrown. I ain't paying fucking five. Oh fuck you, Doctor Dan. <laughs> I ain't paying five bucks to see worldwide. Hey, everyone, take your drink. And I don't care what thrift store jobber says. It is a concert. It, it is a full concert. It experience. is a show. It is we a concert. We refer to them as shows in the community. It is a concert experience. <laughs> community. It is, but uh, yeah, you know this. If guy, you go see Journey or like ACDC, Christ. that's a concert. All right, under five hundred. That's a show. Worldwide's gonna get his mic shut off pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> but uh, you know, like. The guy says I'm a big shot. Like, why? Just because, like, I'm I'm there? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make me... Because I'm running my own show. Like, It's the headset, dude. Should have never mean, got the headset. You know? like, Or even at <laughs> UXWA. Like, I'm fucking there. I mingle with people. I yeah. fucking talk with everybody that wants to talk to me. Like, I help out there. Like, I don't have to fuck... I don't have to be there. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, I was just so pissed that... They were like, ha thanks for the publicity. You guys must be jealous. I, was like, I ain't fucking jealous of you. Like, I don't want you to disrupt the fucking, the scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's the thing is like, you have to protect the scene. Like, are there other things that I wish didn't run around here? Absolutely. But they don't really bother me either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so it's like out of sight, out of mind. But like when you're coming directly in and bothering, you know what I mean? It's like. I'm going to comment on it because right. I know what could happen over time. And, you know, that's really what <laughs> that's really what the whole Twitter thing was about a couple weeks ago was raising awareness to like, hey, people, if you don't know, don't go to this show, you know, because <clears throat> some fans don't know. They're just like, oh, cool, man. Like fucking 
who knows who they're going to put on a flyer that's right. not going to be there because they've done that too. They false advertise quite a bit. Folks, oh, this like wild looking guy in a mask is on the flyer. Let's go see what this is about. And then it's no, they've like false advertised yeah. like names, you know, like yeah. So it's like you just got to know, like that's just bad. Which goes back to as well, like I know that we've done shows, and those have been huge uh, stressors for you when somebody has to cancel off of our show that we've been advertising. You're like, oh no people aren't going to be happy about this and you're worried nobody's going to show up or it's going to be a bad look on us and this is part of why it's even extra stressful for you in these right. situations because you know that there are promotions out there who are just putting that these people are booked even and, though they're and not and they're not at all and like and they're not going to be there you know and like um you know same thing happened recently uh you know we saw MVP do this you know and uh put out like video statements like i'm not booked i didn't get a fly i, I didn't get a flight you know i'm yeah. not gonna be there and it's like day of the show you know he's like i'm not gonna be there uh just incredible you know there's just incredible same thing like i'm not you know i will not be there you know and these are other shows and like they don't really care to like find suitable replacements or anything they're just like whatever you know like we're gonna roll with it and like they just want to make like well, for them, there was no replacement because they never had that attention. Like, some of these guys, like MVPs, I think I remember, he's saying, look, yes, I took the booking. Uh, I asked for my flight information. Here I am, day of. I have zero flight information. Right. And it's just like, you know, there's all sorts of stuff like that that happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it could it could impact my business. So it's like I have to be proactive about it sometimes you know what i mean yeah. and like raise awareness other times if you know it's i it's not worth it it's not worth it but like you know the mvp thing that was in lorraine you know what i mean like right. it's not really like that big of a deal to me but like something happening like so close to where we run shows and like a venue that we are associated with like you know, I don't know. It, like, it, something just had to be said, or, or I don't know if it was the cough medicine or whatever, but it just really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> and Because, uh, you know, Razor Sharp, like, if he says something, who's good, who, you know what I mean, who's listening? You know, yeah. like, that's no dig at him, but it's like, who's... Social media reach, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> we go out of our way to promote those events for them, you know, and, like, help. Right. And, uh, you know, it just needed it just needed to be said, so... You know, I guess the moral of the story is, is like, as a fan, like, you should do your due diligence as well uh, before, you know, you go and spend your money somewhere because uh, things aren't always what as they appear, especially in independent wrestling because there still is that weird, carny, like, subculture that exists out there. You know, like, coming up, you know, like, we saw that uh, Vampiro was advertised locally, and then Vampiro releases a statement, like, I'm not going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of those, that advertising change, you know what I mean? I didn't see a big fucking statement, you know what I mean? Like, that said, like, oh, like, uh, making people aware Vampiro is out, but this guy is in. Like, they're just going to roll with it. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling to me that these people would spend money on just just a ring <coughs> knowing the expense of that well th let's address that 
they don't have a ring. There is one other ring in the area that will fucking rent it out for virtually nothing as long as you put them on the show. You know, and okay. like, and that's the, and that's, that's why the toll. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, that's why like if we I'm get, sure that'll pay out for them sooner or later. Like we we get ring rental inquiries all the time, but like I'm not just like. I'm not just going to rent my ring out because I need to rent my ring out or I need the money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you have to protect the scene and oversaturation and stuff like that. So. Fun fact I uh, checked my uh, unfucking, like, you know, like the weird, like, Facebook message uh, folder. Spam? Yeah. And uh, I got a message. It was actually, I think, the day of the fucking uh, goddamn last uh, Winchester show. And. It was this dude from my past, a scary dude from my past, that was like, "Yo, bro, we rented a fucking uh, wrestling ring for my for, for my four year old daughter's birthday. You should come wrestle in it." And I was just like, and then I didn't see it till a day after, like when it was supposed to be. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, dude, I was wrestling." And like, yeah, so I know who the fuck you're talking about, and it's horrible. Yeah, so you know, you just gotta. That's another thing is like. You know, uh, when this guy came into the area, like, a lot more shitty shows popped up because there was a ring available for cheap, you mm-hmm. know? So, like... Which is more people getting hurt because there's more untrained motherfuckers running around. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... I don't know. Like, we've rambled for a while, but the, the, the main point was, like, you gotta fucking... Sometimes, like, you know, <clears throat> I feel like at this point, it's somewhat my responsibility to be like, hey, don't don't go to this because it's not going to be what you think it is. Yeah. And it, you know, nine times out of 10, I, I think I'm probably right. Uh, especially in this instance. And, uh, if that makes me a local big shot to these people, like that's fine. But like history dictates, uh, I've been doing this for a long fucking time. Uh, and I've seen, especially how this city reacts to things. Uh, and you know, I would like, I, I, AIW is in a very comfortable, successful place right now. And like, but I know that at the drop of a hat, something could happen and that could all change. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I feel like that's a, yeah, that's a good wrap up right there. Turn. This is a pretty good absolution review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by It's absolution. like I was at absolution now. This is, it feels exactly like I was at absolution. So if you love this episode, listen, it's worth going out of your way to get absolution 14. Uh, hopefully soon on DVD. And, <laughs> and no matter where you are in the world, there's a well-run independent wrestling show, as far as I've heard. No, no matter where you are in the world, there is a good independent wrestling show somewhere for you to support. But if you found yeah. this, then you're probably also ready to watch some dog shit. But <laughs> don't drag your fucking... No, I'm saying like... Watch you know, YouTube for free. Don't buy a ticket. No, buy your fucking tickets. Know that fucking shit costs money and all that fun shit. But if you have reached this level of wrestling fandom that you are listening to this podcast, you'll probably go to like you know some like bad shows just to remind you what good shows look like. I used to do that as a fan. Well, what I'm saying is, is just seek out the good professional wrestling in your area, no matter what it, it is, and support it because there's a lot of fucking shit bags out there trying to fucking collapse. The whole fucking scene around you, no Don't matter where you're at. Don't bring your casual and non-fan friends to the shitty shows. Bring them to the good-ass shows. Yeah, that's true. If you want to enjoy shitty Perfect. wrestling, go enjoy it. But, like, don't bring people to it. Yeah. It's like that. 
Well, what a what a wild turn of events! The worldwide traps it up after all that, you know, taking it off the rails. Yeah, my goodness. I mean, I'm only seven Bud Lights deep. Fucking shit. <laughs> it's there been a hell go. of a day here in the content mines. Well, that's gonna do it for us, I think, on this episode. Uh, for Dr. Dan, for Worldwide, for John Thorne. Uh, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week. Who knows what we'll talk about next week? Probably Absolution. Maybe on AIW's The Card is going to change.